Welcome to the Rethinking Church podcast. My name is Tim Fox, and I'm the pastor at Hydrant Church and the founder of Rethink Small. And we're excited that you've joined us today as we continue to rethink church. Think about the things that we've always assumed, the things that we've always believed, and look at them from another angle. Jesus was often quoted as saying, you've heard it said, but I tell you. He challenged us to rethink our assumptions, to rethink the ways that we have done things, to rethink our religious disciplines, to rethink our understanding of organization and leadership and serving. Over and over again, he would point to an example in the world and say, but for you, it should be different. He would say, but I tell you. And so he invites us into this process of rethinking. And here on the Rethinking Church podcast, we turn our energy and our thoughts to reimagining what the church could be and reimagining what the church could do with healthy, dynamic leadership and healthy, dynamic churches, especially small churches. So as we begin to talk today, I wanted to talk a little bit about our habits our habits. Now, this applies both to a church and to a leader, to any of us. You see, our our character is the core of who we are, and it is built from our habits. And those habits are simply repeated actions. So whatever it is that we do on a repeated basis, whatever it is that we do every day, every week, every month, is going to turn into a habit. And that habit will inevitably shape our character. If we get into the habit of twisting the truth to benefit ourselves, then it won't be long until our character is marked by this untruth. And we all know and realize, whether we admit it or point it out or not, that at the heart, at the heart of every great leader is good character. Without good character, without godly character, without integrity and truth at the core of our identity, without hope at the core of our identity, without trustworthiness at the core of our identity, we can never lead. We may build big organizations, we may make money, we may lead a church to get bigger, but we are building on top of a sinkhole when we don't have true character. And we simply won't have the credibility that we need to lead for the long term if there is not character at the base of who we are. So if we want good character, if we want godly character, if we want wise character, if we want healthy character, it's going to be formed by our habits. Now, the, the truth is all of us have habits, some good, some bad, some fruitful, some not helpful. And, and there is a pattern to every habit. It's known as the the habit circle or the habit loop. And this happens every single time we engage in any number of habits. You see, what happens is there's always a cue, always some kind of trigger that puts our mind in the place of repeating the same action. And once we have been cued or triggered, We enter into the routine, the action, and we repeat it again and again. And when we have completed the routine, there is some kind of reward 
some kind of chemical release in the brain or the body. There's some kind of achievement that is accomplished. And that then reinforces our habit loop so that every time that cue comes up, we go right back into that action and we get the reward. Each time we follow the pattern from cue to routine to reward, we reinforce the, the neuro pathways in our brain and we reinforce this habit until it becomes a part of who we are and becomes a part of our character. The good news is that we do have some control over this. We do have some say in this. We do have the ability to learn new habits and to break bad habits. And it, and it all involves our understanding of the habit loop. When we understand the habit loop, then we can begin to manipulate it to create positive habits or negative habits. We can begin to set up routines and cues and rewards that will move us in the pathway toward healthier, more vibrant, more trustworthy character over time. Now, this looks uh, it looks different in, in all kinds of ways and for all kinds of people, but the pattern is usually the same. Maybe the pattern for some of us is we carry a lot of stress and emotion from the job that we do, from the work that we do. So when we get home and it's been a stressful day, it triggers something in us. That stress triggers the need to feel better. And we've developed a routine of going to the pantry and pulling out our favorite chips or going to the, to the freezer and pulling out that ice cream. We go and we overindulge in food that creates, a, creates an endorphin release and gives us a quick sense of feeling better for the moment. And that reinforces the circle so that the next time we feel that stress, we feel that anxiety, we feel that being overwhelmed, we're going to go right back to that routine that made us feel better for a moment. The problem is we know that ultimately dealing with stress or any emotion by eating is never going to be a helpful pattern. It's never going to lead to really learning to deal with the stress, really learning to deal with the emotions, really having a, a healthy body, mind, and spirit. So we have to develop a different set of habits, a different routine when that cue comes up, or we have to learn to avoid the cue altogether. Now, if we want to build great habits, we need to set ourselves up to be able to follow through on great habits. Now, the thing that happens to a lot of us, we'll just use going to the gym as an example, is we make this commitment to get healthy, to go to the gym. And so we tell ourselves we're going to go at whatever time and we're going to work out for an hour and we're going to do this every day. The problem is we've taken on too big of a routine. And so when the cue hits, there's not enough reward to support the routine to feed the cue. And it doesn't take long before that habit falls away. But we've seen that smaller habits are easier to develop over time. And if we start small, then we can use this compound effect to build greater and greater habits. So for example, if you want to begin to, to work out daily, then you start by putting on your sneakers daily. 
and maybe it feels counterintuitive, but the best thing you could do if you want to begin a healthier workout routine is at the same time, every morning, put on the clothes and the shoes that you're going to work out in. And that is the completion of the routine. And you feel positive because you actually did it and you feed the cue. And you do that every day for three weeks until the next time when you go for a five-minute walk for three weeks and then a 10-minute walk. And then you start going to the gym and and you do a 10-minute routine and you come home. And you make the habit actually showing up at the gym every day that feeds this cue until you're at a place where that can grow to a greater and greater habit. It has to start small and grow to be most effective. Now, for many of us, it's the cue. We've got to set up positive cues for those routines instead of allowing ourselves to fall back into a negative routine when those cues happen. We can do the same thing with removing habits. We simply have to learn how to remove the cue. If stress and negative emotions at work lead to overeating, then we need to go back and find out why we're getting stressed and having negative emotions at work and begin to deal with that so that that cue is eliminated. And when we walk home or we get home, we walk in the door, we're not headed to the pantry or the freezer because we're not having those emotions queuing up that routine. Or you can break it on the other side and make it painful to do whatever it is. Now, we have all kinds of habits, some good, some bad, some helpful, some not. And it can be overwhelming to try to decide that we want to add five new habits this year to our lives. But imagine if you, over time, added one good habit and, and eliminated one bad habit a year. So you have a net gain of two positive habits and did this for 10 years. You're going to completely change your life over time by changing one habit at a time instead of getting frustrated trying to change lots of things. Now, this works in our churches too. New pastors, we get frustrated or we get an idea and we want to change lots of things, right? This can happen whether you're brand new in the church and you see all of the bad habits, you want to fix them all at once. Or or you've been there for a while and you've experienced all of these bad habits of the church that you want to change. And we try to change them all at once. And we want to eliminate 15 bad habits and start 15 new ones all in the same year. And we get frustrated when it becomes overwhelming or we don't stick with it or it doesn't last. But what if we took this same approach with our churches and we looked at one negative habit of the church and one that we could eliminate each year and looked for one positive habit we could add this year? It's not going to revolutionize your church and create massive growth in a year, but five, ten years down the road, the, the change in your church and in the lives and in your community because your church has developed one new good habit and eliminated one bad habit over time, over and over again. So maybe as we consider this new year that's just around the corner, as a leader, you decide one good habit that you want to pick up and one bad habit that you want to eliminate, and you make it a priority to focus on those two habits for the development of your character. And then you look at your church or your ministry or that that business that you lead, and you think, 
okay, what's one good habit as a business, as an organization that we can develop this year and one negative habit that we need to eliminate. And over time, it can change. Over time, it changes not just a little, but remarkably because of consistent development of positive habits that lead to good character and integrity for both you and the organization you lead. We have to be intentional about the habits in our lives and in the organizations that we lead. Now, if today has been helpful to you, I'd love for you to share it with someone else. Drop them a link. Go to Apple Podcast or any of your other favorite podcast hosts and leave us a review. We'd love to be able to connect with you. If we can help you, reach out to us at Hydrant Church or Rethink Small. We're excited about what God is doing as churches are rethinking church. And we look forward to being with you again next Monday. Have a great week.